<laughs> Keep talking, ladies. I'm still eating. <laughs> this is Three Women and a Bottle of Wine. Three friends. Three former TV reporters. And one bottle of wine. Delving into whatever interests us. News, not news. What affects our lives? Because it's probably affecting yours, too. I'm Kim Inslee. I'm Lynn Melling. And I'm Julie Markey. And now on with the pod. All right. Hi, everybody. Again, it's Julie. And are you a lover of wine? Of course you are. You're <laughs> listening to us. Well, we have a treat for you today. Well, I like to think they're listening to us, right? But hopefully you like wine as well. Our topic, maybe it will convert some of you who are not into wine into being wine drinkers. Hello, I'm Kim. And I'm Lynn. And yes, I'm a wine lover. But I didn't know how much I loved Minnesota wines until we tried wine from our host site today, Seven Vines Vineyard in Delwood. Thank you so much for hosting us today and i couldn't agree with you more lynn these minnesota wines are absolutely phenomenal as is the story there's this great backstory of seven vines it's a history that is just seeped in minnesota lore joining us right now is maureen mckenna she's the wine program manager sommelier as well as has many other hats here at seven (laughs) vines she's here to delve into the past present and future of this gorgeous site so thank you so much for joining us marine oh thank you and thank you for being here um it's it's an exciting estate um that we have here not many people realize uh that we're actually on a uh, former james j hill estate um and the owners ron and arlie peltier um, who built this winery and established the vineyard. Um, they actually moved out here to Delwood in the 80s when they first saw this estate. And it was nothing more than farmland at that time. It wasn't developed at all. Um, but being in real estate and having um, a love for uh, developing new things, they saw this land as an opportunity. And they approached the owners at the time who were the Foliots. And unfortunately, the land wasn't for sale. And that's because James J. Hill stipulated in his will that it had to be passed down through Mm -hmm. his family Mm -hmm. until the last heir passed away. So he passed it down to his daughter, Rachel. Rachel passed it down to her daughter, Gertrude, Mm -hmm. and Gertrude's husband, Peter. Peter um, passed away in 2010. And with um, no heirs interested in taking on the land, um, finally... Arlie and Ron were able to purchase the land after waiting 30 long years. Wow. <laughs> well, it set the scene a little bit. So it's next to the Delwood Country Club. It's just so yeah. White Bear Lake, which is gorgeous. Um, it is beautiful. There's this beautiful venue here, uh, an event space. There's a wedding here today, so you might hear a little bit of that going on in the background. But it, it describe some of those things that happen here, because to me, that makes this a destination where I want to come and sit back and enjoy some wine. Right. Well, that was really Ron and Arlie's vision for it. Um, They really wanted to create a destination for all good things, for uh, celebrations, for weddings, for their family and a legacy for themselves. Um, So yeah, we have weddings here, we have special events, corporate events, we have yoga, we have uh, anything you can think of. We do tour and tastes. Um, So you know, we have boutiques, we do shops, we, we do everything. And you also grow the grapes here. We do, we do. We grow um, six varietals on site here, and they're all the cold climate hybrid varietals, um, such as Marquette, Frontenac, La Crescent. Um, so we have quite a few. And not many people know about Minnesota wine, so, mm-hmm. and you're a recent transplant here to Minnesota. Yes. How have you adjusted to, you were in Switzerland before, so now you're, you're adjusting to Minnesota wines. How is that 
What's that transition like for yeah, you? Yeah, and when I came here, I, you know, <laughs> like like a lot of people who visit the winery didn't know much about hybrid varietals, um, and they're delicious. Um, you know, we can't really grow the the varietals that you find on your grocery store shelf from like the vinifera species here. You know, they couldn't survive in, in our cold Minnesota weather. So, um, you know, I actually have fallen in love with them. They're really, I'm, uh, really great. I'm literally dying here because we have <laughs> these wine glasses in front of us. And since we're talking about the varietals, maybe we can maybe do, taste a Do couple. a little tasting. Yes. So we have a, a few in front of us. Um, first, you know, you always start with the celebratory wine. So we can start with the Cuvée du Peltier which is of course named after the owners. And this is a blend of our Frontenac Ooh. Gris and our Frontenac Blanc and it's grapes. it's sparkly. It is sparkly. A little bubbly, a yep. little bubbly to it. Yep, we make this in the traditional method that they use in the Champagne region in France, which takes a secondary fermentation in the bottle to create the CO2, which is the sparkling in the wine. And so what kind of foods would you pair this with? This is great with um, oysters. Mm-hmm. Um, in the summertime or in, even in the fall. Um, it's good with light fish. It's also really great with fried food. Interesting. So if you like fried food, this is really great to go with it because it has really great crisp notes mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. good acidity. just cuts right through that. Yeah, I, my mouth just watered the minute I took a sip of this. It, it just yeah. smells so good. I love mm-hmm. to smell wine, and this smells it heavenly. It has some really nice, ripe yellow apple to it Mm -hmm. you kind of get like a little brioche um Mm -hmm. note some toasty notes on it Mm -hmm. and it's just very crisp citrus it's really nice really beautiful so this would be ideal at the minnesota state fair with our cheese curds (laughs) (laughs) perfect sparkling's good anytime agreed and then moving on we see we have a couple of lovely reds sure so this is our marquette and this you know usually when People talk about um, Minnesota wines as the the grape that they know of. Um, Marquette is actually a cousin of Pinot Noir, so it has a lot of similar notes to it in structure. Um, So it's moderate tannin. It has a lot of really ripe... um, blue mm. and black oh, wow. I'm in love this is, this is really easy <laughs> yeah, this is. It's, I feel so fancy right now <laughs> <laughs> talking so it's just so it's scientific about these wines that I normally just you know knock them back I don't put a lot of thought into <laughs> what I'm smelling so <laughs> but you know it's, it's it's a fun experience just to take it slowly and swirl it and put your nose in there because mm-hmm. it just okay. smells fantastic that's part of the experience and you mm-hmm. get a little bit of dill on this mm. which is actually oh. just it's just a characteristic of the varietal. Oh, this is need? fantastic. And so, again, we'll be talking about holiday pairings in a moment, but what would somebody choose with this? Um, you can actually, this is good with um, poultry. It's good with, you know, you could have this with a with a lot of cheese plates. It's just kind mm. of so versatile. Oh, again, yeah. you're speaking mm-hmm. my language. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a third gorgeous is, red. Yeah, and this we don't grow here, so um, you may have seen um, that we actually bring in some varietals from California, so we have, you know, something for everybody's palate. So this is our Cabernet, um, and this is our 2017 Cabernet. And... Um, we get this from Oakville in Napa, so one mm. of the um, very, very well-known <laughs> regions for Cabernet. And it's kind of dry. Yeah, and it's made more in the st- uh, style of a Bordeaux, actually. Mm. It's kind of a more reserved style with reserved fruit. It's not you know, extremely 
fruit forward with high alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much, it's, the notes are subtle. It's nice. Yep. Very it's nice. lovely. I don't even know what to ask next. I just want to sit back and drink a little wine. <laughs> well, talk, well, that's what we do here. Well, when we think about the holidays, you know, we think about the turkey, the prime. This would be a prime rib one, and right? And so this is, uh, yes, so this is the prime rib. Hanukkah brings uh, some other food traditions in. Latkes is one of them. Right. So that, you know, if you're wandering into other faith traditions what would you pair with some of these wines so again i could go back to the sparkling um mm. so you know either a i could go back to sparkling mm-hmm. <laughs> or champagne and um or any you know crisp wine that has good acidity to it you know whether it's um a la crescent from our vineyard or alberino or uh you could even get a pinot gris going um something like that but if you're going to tie in you know say brisket like often mm. is for those types of meals you know you then you can bring in a heavier red to stand up to um that brisket and a lot of people turkey is a staple yes so what would you you'd say poultry for the the second one that we tried right so something like a marquette which is medium bodied is not going to overwhelm the turkey and what happens when you're pairing meat with wine is the tannin in the wine the tannin is what dries out your mouth a little bit um that binds with the protein in the meat and Hmm. actually brings down the tannin in the wine, brings forward the fruit and the body of the wine and just makes it a nicer pairing in your mouth. Really? I had no idea that that's what pairing meant. I just (laughs) thought you put two and two together on the plate and... You gotta make sure they're right. (laughs) But but the the chemistry, it's all 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 so based in chemistry. It is very much based in chemistry. And so, um, you know, you just wanna look for a wine that's not gonna overwhelm something like a turkey, um, poultry. And so you can have a a Marquette, which is medium bodied, and you're gonna have that interaction that I was talking about before. And then, um, you know, again, this was related to Pinot Pinot Noir. You can do a Pinot Noir, you could do a Grenache. um, You could even get away with a Syrah. I don't eat a lot of meat, to tell you the truth, (laughs) and I do love wine. So if you are not having meat with your meal, and Mm -hmm. it's a vegetarian meal, um, Mm -hmm. and you know what? That could be be farro. That could be a lot of different, you know, heavier grains. So are there any rules for things like that? And not rules, maybe guidances. If you're a vegetarian and you're, let's say, have a salad or, mm-hmm. you know, you're eating a heavy salad or something like that. Um, you know, a lot of uh, vegetables have a little bit of a, sometimes a bitter taste. Mm-hmm. If you have um, some greens on it or something like that, you want to make sure you don't have a wine with any tannin or bitterness to it because it will just make... Um, those bitter flavors together won't go so well. <laughs> a lot of bitter. Yeah, okay. so you want to make sure you have a light, crisp wine, you know, that doesn't have really have any oak on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, like an Albarino or a Pinot Gris, um, a Sancerre, or something like that. What about for people who enjoy a nice traditional ham? So, again, a ham you have to be careful because, you know, usually... Uh, people prepare ham with maybe a sweet glaze or some sweet glazed mm-hmm. fruit or something like that. And if you have a, something like that with sweetness that's paired with a dry wine, it's actually going to make your wine taste a little flat and it's not going to taste as fruity. So the rule with something that's sweet is pair sweet with sweet. So that's hmm. why with kind of sweet desserts you want a sweet wine. So with a ham, um, I would suggest something that's either really fruity um, 
like a, you could get away with our rosé. It's a little bit of a heavier rosé. It's fruit forward though. Or something with a little bit of um, residual sugar on it. We have a Frontenac Gris here um, at the vineyard that we make into a sweet wine and it's delicious. Mm. So Maureen, what I'm hearing is a lot of guidance and mm-hmm. a lot of ideas, but yeah. some people, this is probably just making them more confused. And you know, do you have one overarching piece of advice that you'd like to give to people, not just yeah. for the holidays, but anytime they're going to make a nice meal? Yeah, I think drink what you like, you know, um, there's always guidance. There's always some, you know, best pairing rules, but drink what you like. For me, that is yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love what you do here at Seven Vines is you you base the menu on what you're growing. So if you're, you know, for people out there who want to really experience the wine and have the food as kind of the secondary um, part you of took it. the science out of it for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, I just think it's such an interesting approach to, to build your menu around your wine list. Yeah, exactly. Um, I work together with the general manager, Kate McKegg, and we uh, together we work on the menu and the wine pairing to make sure you know we have something that goes with everything. Can I get can I get back to you know when you're in the store and you're choosing something and I see Frontenac on the shelf mm-hmm. and I have no knowledge of what a Frontenac is, what mm-hmm. it tastes like, mm-hmm. or Marquette grape. Can mm-hmm. you go through some of those really uh, true Minnesota grapes and what we can expect from them? Yeah, from a, for a Marquette um, starting off, you can expect um, you know very black, uh, dark, and um, red fruits and moderate tannin easy to drink, medium-bodied. Um, so, like I said, very similar to a Pinot Noir. Okay. Um, for Frontenac, here we make it into a rosé, but some vineyards make it into a heavier red. You know, it's going to be similar to uh, a Cabernet. You know, can it be that heavy with some heavier tannin? Or, you know, if you make it into a rosé like us, it, it's, you know, very easy to drink, fruit-forward, and can be paired with a lot from salad to poultry. Um, La Crescent, which is a very easy drinker. It's a white. Um, that's very much like a fruity um, Pinot Gris, or um, you could even compare it to a Gewurztraminer. Mm. It's um, fruit forward. It has a lot of peachy notes, summery um, notes, uh, crisp apple. Um, so you yeah. should see Maureen's <laughs> face right now. She said the grape, and it just, her face kind of relaxed, it's, it's, and I, it took you somewhere, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's almost like a religious experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, drinking wine, it's just kind of, I guess, different wines take you to different places. Yeah, They all take me to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are taking your wines to some pretty big competitions. We are, yeah. Tell we me about are, that. Um, we just submitted some of our wines to the International San Francisco Wine Competition. So that's really exciting. Uh, Steven Spurrier is a judge this year. He's the one who uh, organized the Judgment of Paris. And so we are excited to have our wines in front of him and all the other judges, of course, and um, get some exposure. He's the guy who put California wines on the map, for those who aren't familiar with that. Yeah. And what does that do for the reputation of Minnesota wines? Because we, you know, we've talked about there's just not a lot of awareness out there of Minnesota wines. So going to a competition like that and having it, you know, winning an award, what is that? How does that boost your awareness in the... Well, I just Wine think it, it does. It just brings awareness to a whole, um, you know, different 
uh, well, to the nation, actually. I mean, you don't really hear about these varietals um, unless you're in the wine industry and you're studying these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So really to get that exposure and say what, you know, have people say, well, what is Marquette and why are, you know, why are people talking about it? You know, I'm I'm hoping hybrids in these varietals um, will become the next big trend. We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) When we come back. I'm drinking my wine. I'm happy over here. (laughs) When we come back, our final flight. Three Women and a Bottle of Wine is supported by 515 Productions. 515 Productions is a video production business with base camps in Minneapolis and Des Moines, Iowa. Ian, who's so great, and his crew understand the art of creative storytelling, and they know how to make video look really, really good. Learn more at 515productions.com. Our logo was created by Aaliyah DeSaltz, a creativity guru offering art workshops to everyone from business executives to book clubs because we all have untapped creative potential just waiting to be unleashed. You can find her contact information on our website. You can stay up to date on our podcast by checking out our website, threewomenandabottleofwine.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you'll find behind-the-scenes photos and, of course, much, much more. Be sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back now with Maureen McKenna. She's the Wine Programs Manager at Seven Vine Vineyards in Delwood. It's an amazing place. We have our final flight. It's a series of quick-fire questions. Maureen, you ready? Sure. Up first, your favorite beverage that's not wine. Well, I only drink coffee, water, and wine in that order throughout the day, so (laughs) (laughs) I would have to say coffee. I'm glad that's the order, though. (laughs) I like that, too. Okay, uh, around the holidays, what are your favorite holiday traditions? I don't have any food traditions. Okay, Um, wine traditions? uh, (laughs) I'm putting her on the spot. Um, Yeah, I would say Cabernet is my favorite around Mm. the holidays, definitely. All right, and we're in the beautiful Delwood area. What would you say is the best kept secret in the Delwood area? Well, I'm a transplant, as you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, hopefully Seven Vines isn't mm-hmm. isn't the best kept secret mm-hmm. <laughs> in the area. <laughs> well, it won't be after this. No. So we'll toot the horn. <laughs> All right, and that's going to wrap it up from Seven Vines Vineyard here in Delwood. And again, it's a great location in the North Metro. Check it out, everybody. Thank you so, so much for hosting us. And everybody, thanks for listening to Three Women and a Bottle of Wine. Mm-hmm.